0: I want to invite you to go ahead and grab your copy of God's Word and join me, not in the Acts, but in Psalm chapter 86. We're going to spend time this morning in Psalm 86. I hope it'll be an encouragement to you, and so I want to dive right in and read the text for us. And then we will walk back through it together as we consider what's going on in the text. And then later, we'll look at some application for our own So let's look at Psalm 86. This is a prayer of David, and David writes, Incline your ear, O Lord, and answer me, for I am poor and needy. Preserve my life, for I am godly. Save your servant who trusts in you. You are my God. Be gracious to me, O Lord, for to you do I cry all the day. "'Gladden the soul of your servant, "'for to you, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. "'For you, O Lord, are good and forgiving, "'abounding in steadfast love to all who call upon you. "'Give ear, O Lord, to my prayer. "'Listen to my plea for grace. "'In the day of my trouble I call upon you, "'for you answer me. "'There is none like you among the gods, O Lord, "'nor are there any works like yours.' All the nations you have made shall come and worship before you, O Lord, and shall glorify your name. For you are great and do wondrous things. You alone are God. Teach me your way, O Lord, that I may walk in your truth. Unite my heart to fear your name. Give thanks to you, O Lord, my God, with my whole heart. And I will glorify your name forever. For great is your steadfast love toward me. You have delivered my soul from the depths of Sheol. O God, insolent men have risen up against me. A band of ruthless men seeks my life, and they do not set you before them. But you, O Lord, are a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. Turn to me and be gracious to me, Give your strength to your servant and save the son of your maidservant. Show me a sign of your favor that those who hate me may see and be put to shame because you, Lord, have helped me and comforted me. Father, we ask that you would open our eyes that we would be able to see. You would open our ears that we would be able to hear and that you would open our hearts and our minds that we would be ready to respond to your word to your spirit. And we ask all of this in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. As we look at Psalm 86, I'm so encouraged by the Psalms. I'm so encouraged that we get to peek behind the curtain a bit and to see David in his weakest moments, in his most raw moments, in moments where we sometimes as ourselves feel like we are struggling and wonder if God is hearing us, and we see that happen in David's life. We see as he is writing these words to the Lord, as he's crying out from his heart to the Lord, we get to see true, authentic, real struggle in David's life. I'm encouraged by that because not only do we see David's struggle and his cry for help from the Lord, but we also get to see his cry of hope in the Lord. And so as we look at the text, as we walk back through it, I want you to write down this main idea that's going to frame our time together. In our season of uncertainty, the steadfast love of the Lord should anchor our souls the steadfast love of the Lord should anchor our souls. We see that it does for David. And I want you to notice as we walk through the text again, as we get a chance to see kind of this volley back and forth for David, we get to see him cry out to the Lord saying, Oh God, you've got to help me. And then we see him cry out to the Lord and say, Oh God, you are my hope. We get to see the back and forth and We get to realize that this is real life. This is the heart of a servant of God bare open before us on the pages of Scripture. And so as we look this morning, and I want you to notice with me first David's cry for help. And we're going to see four cries for help and four cries of hope in the Lord. So here's the first cry in verses one through four. David says, "'Incline your ear, O Lord, and answer me, for I am poor and needy.'" David says, "'I am in need. I am poor. I need your help.'" He says, "'Preserve my life, for I am godly. Save your servant who trusts in you. You are my God. Be gracious to me, O Lord.'" For to you do I cry all the day. David's discouraged. He says in verse four, gladden the soul of your servant. For to you, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. We see David open before the Lord, crying out for help. God, I am in need. I am hurting. I am discouraged. I am struggling right now. God, I need you. And I want you to notice that that's followed up from David by a cry of hope in the Lord. I want you to notice verses 5 through verse 10. Just notice this hope that David has in the Lord. He says, "...for you, O Lord," listen, "...you are good and you are forgiving. God, you are abounding in steadfast love to all who call upon you. Give ear, O Lord, to my prayer. Listen to my plea for grace." In the day of my trouble, I call upon you, listen, for you answer me. And you notice that? He says, God, you are good. God, you are forgiving. God, you are going to answer me. You hear me. You are available to me in my pain and in my hurt. God, you are there, and you hear my cries. He continues on, and continuing this cry of hope in the Lord, he says, God, there's none like you among the other gods, nor are their works like yours at all. All the nations you have made shall come and worship before you. God, you are deserving of worship. They shall glorify your name for you are great. And God, you do wondrous things. You alone are God. So David's cry for help is followed by this cry of hope in the Lord. He's identifying the truth about who God is even in his pain and even in his hurt. He is saying, "God, I know these things to be true about you. You are good and you are forgiving. God, you are gracious. Your steadfast love is embrace you show it to us. You God, are for us. You are walking with us. God, the nations come and they worship at your feet because you are deserving of that worship. I want you to notice as we continue on that we see once again in verse 11 a cry of help from David. He says, Lord, teach me your way that I may walk in your truth. Unite my heart to fear your name. I think for David in this moment, he's experiencing just a bit of uncertainty. How how do I move forward? How do I take the next step? What am I supposed to do? And he cries out to the Lord, God, God, help me just take the next step of obedience. God, show me your word. Show me your truth so that I can take that next step. I want you to notice that that cry for help is followed once again in verses 12 and 13. By a cry of hope in the Lord, he says in verse 12, I give thanks to you, O Lord, my God, with my whole heart, and I will glorify your name forever, for great is your steadfast love toward me. You have delivered my soul from the depths of Sheol. David once again extols the greatness of God's love for him. He says, God, I know about your steadfast love. I know who you are and what you're about. And God, I know that you have delivered my soul from perishing. I have a relationship with you and I am confident and I have hope because of that. Once again, we see this volley go back again to David in verse 14, crying once again for help. Notice he says, oh God, insolent men have risen up against me. A band of ruthless men seeks my life, and they do not set you before them. David says, I am being attacked. God, there are those who are seeking to take me down. There are those who are seeking to thwart the plans and the purposes that you have for me. God, I need your help. Notice that it's followed once again. The volley goes back. David cries out in hope in the Lord. He says in verse 15, but you, O Lord, are a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. David says, they're trying to kill me. They're trying to take me out, but God, I know what you're like. I know that you are merciful. I know that you are gracious. I know that you are abounding in steadfast love, and you're faithful to your children. God, I know that to be true about you. Once again, we see the volley go back in verse 16, where he cries out for help again. He says, Lord, turn to me and be gracious to me. Give your strength to your servant and save the son of your maidservant. Once again, he's crying out for God to save him. God, I need you in this moment to save me. I need your help desperately. And once again, he cries out to the Lord in hope in verse 17. Show me a sign of your favor that those who hate me may see and be put to shame because you, Lord, have helped me and have comforted me. Once again, David cries out in hope in who God is and what he's going to do. We see a man in despair. We see a man discouraged. We see a man who's running for his life, who's worried about his enemies coming and overtaking him. But then we see his hope in the Lord. And as David in this moment is holding up his cries for help and his cries of hope in the Lord. I don't know if you notice this or not, but those cries of hope in who God is and what God is doing dwarfs the cries for help because his God is bigger than his enemies. His God is bigger than his discouragement. His God is bigger than his problems. His God is bigger than anything that David is facing. And David in this psalm, cries out in hope in who God is and what he's going to do. Let's take a few minutes together and walk back through the text, thinking about some application for our own lives as we've had a snapshot of being able to see David struggling, David crying out to the Lord for help, and then David also crying out in hope in the Lord as well. You know, for me during this season, I don't know if it's been the same for you or not, but I kind of thought maybe we would have a couple of weeks where things were not normal and then we'd get back to normal. And then as we found out very quickly, this seems to be the new normal. And I don't know if that's thrown you off or not, but for me, it's thrown me completely off. I mean, schedules are different. Uh, the way we approach work's different, the way we shop is different, the way we live life has totally changed. And in a lot of respects, I feel like there's been moments over the last couple of weeks where I've said some of the same things that David was saying in this psalm. No, I'm not being chased by an enemy right now or anything like that, but gosh, there are crazy things that are going on in our world and things that affect us. And I think if we're not careful, we will look and and act as if, well, we're okay and try to soldier on. And, And I just want to encourage you with the reality that we see in David's life as he is calling out to the Lord for help. David lays himself bare before the Lord, opens up his heart and says, God, here's what I'm struggling with. I am in need, I'm discouraged, I'm depressed, I've got enemies that are seeking to take me out. God, I'm struggling with where I am in this season of life right now. And I wonder for you, have you experienced some of the same things? I mean, in this season, are there points where you've kind of come to the end of yourself and thought, man, I am really struggling. You know, we're supposed to put on a happy face, and especially in church life, you're supposed to put on your church face and pretend as if everything's okay and you don't have any struggles or any problems. And yet, I think what we've all probably experienced in this season is a reality that there are issues that we're dealing with. There are heart issues that we're dealing with right now. There's discouragement. There could be for us anxiety in place where, like David, we're calling out and help to the Lord of, gosh, God, I don't know exactly what's going on. I'm worried about my job. I'm worried about my kids. I'm worried about finances. I'm worried about what life's going to look like when things get back to normal. And maybe for you in this season, you just look and say, God, I just need help. And I want to encourage you that you can call out to the Lord, and say, God, I need help. And the good news is that God hears us, that there's no cry of your heart that God doesn't already know because he sees our hearts. He knows what's going on in our minds. He knows what we're experiencing and what we're enduring. And in this season for us, this is maybe a good time for us to put down the church face and just get real before the Lord and say, God, I am struggling. Maybe you need to reach out to a friend and just let them know where your struggles are right now. Maybe you need to talk with your spouse and just say, I'm just struggling. I'm discouraged, I'm depressed, I'm worried, I'm anxious. Maybe your kids are experiencing that right now as well. Things have changed and turned upside down for them and they are likely struggling as well. And I wanna encourage you as parents or grandparents, just to say to your kids, it's okay to struggle. It's okay to hurt. It's okay to feel as if you're helpless in this moment as normal has been ripped out of your hands. But in that, in that cry of help to the Lord, I want to encourage you as well, like David, to cry out and hope in the Lord as well. I want you to notice the things that David says are true about the Lord, that God is good and he is forgiving, that God is gracious and he's merciful, that God hears us when we call out to him, that God is our comforter, God is our savior, God is our protector. All of those things are true about the God that we worship. And if you're a believer, all of those things are true about your heavenly father. And so in your hurt And in your pain, and in your anxiety, and in your struggle, and in your questions, you and I serve a God who loves us unconditionally. That's one of the things that if you notice in the text, David kept saying was true about the Lord, that his steadfast love, that's love that never goes away, his steadfast love is abounding to us as his children. And so believer, I want to encourage you with that, to be reminded of the fact that God loves you. God cares for you. God is for you in this moment. To Realize that because of your salvation in Jesus Christ, that that is true about you. It was true about David, a man after God's own heart. It is true about you, and it is true about me. And in this season, that is an anchor for our souls. And I want to encourage you, if you are watching and you are longing for that to be true about you, you've never taken that step of trusting in Jesus Christ as your Savior, that what David says is true about God can be true about God in your life as well. You have an opportunity to turn from your sin, to trust in Jesus Christ as your Savior, to believe that He is the Son of God who came to this earth and died on the cross for your sins, that on the cross He paid the debt that you owed, and He was buried, and He was raised again on the third day, securing salvation for you, making it possible, if you will trust in Him for salvation, to be made right with your heavenly Father, to experience exactly what David says is true about God. And so for us, I want to remind us, we may have problems, we may have struggles, we may have things that for us, maybe things have been going really, really well up until just recently, and we feel like it's all crashed down around us. I want to remind you that our God is bigger than that, that our God is more gracious, our God is more merciful, our God is more forgiving, our God is greater than any of those struggles that we may endure. And listen, that can just sound trite and just sound like, well, that's a church answer, that's what you're supposed to say, but from a man like David who was crying out for help, to a people like us who are also crying out for help. The God that David cried out to is the same God we cry out to. And the things that were true about David's God are true about our God as well. And so in this season, I wanna encourage you, be real with the Lord, be real with your Christian brothers and sisters around you, but don't ever lose sight of in that realness and in that transparency how big our God is, how great our God is, how glorious our God is. He is deserving of our worship. He is deserving of our praise, and he in this season is our comforter, our sustainer, the one where our souls can find rest in. In this season. And so I want to encourage you let Psalm 86 be your psalm in this season of uncertainty. Let God's steadfast love be the anchor for your soul. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the opportunity we have to see once again what's true about who you are and what you've done. So in this season, may we be honest and real before you, and may we see you for who you really are. For it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. I want to encourage you, as we sing in these moments ahead, you respond to the Lord. Trust in him if you've never done that. Receive the salvation that's offered to you. If you're a believer, In this time of worship we have ahead, cry out to the Lord for help and cry out to the Lord in hope because of who he is and what he's done.